Traditional masquerade is much too few. At the age of three, my anxiety was to make you surrender your treasure. My only weapons, poetic bombast and laughter. At the age of four, great show promoters came knocking at my door. At the age of five, I was wanted by the National Carnival Commission and Bakaila Vila, Kutok, Ten Pest Village, Tobago Heritage for the great deeds I have done and the wondrous speeches I have performed. My name and photograph appeared in local dailies and in the New Orleans Museum of Natural History, throughout the universe and many other places. At the age of six, I was known as Midnight Robber number one, two, and three. At the age of seven, my physical structure was of steel ribs, iron jaws, copper bowels. In order for a man to fight with me, he must be a radio and TV controller, strangling my oral tradition and promoting primetime wasteland in a cabled Sahara. At the age of eight, I was chained in a deep, dark dungeon known as cultural amnesia. While the twin imps of cable gnawed away at my national psyche directly. My first encounter with a midnight robber was as a boy of the age of five, which would make it about 1960. And I was watching mass at my family's home at 38 Fairley Street. In those days, Tunapuna was a center for a lot of nice traditional mass, and all these people were coming down the street to go down to the Eastern Main Road. And then suddenly this robber appeared in front of me, and, you know, scared the living daylights out of me. Threatened to boil my liver, and I remember I had some marbles in my hand, which I offered him, but he wasn't taking marbles that day. And then at some point, I just remembered, oh, or became aware that my mother was there having a good time too. And then she sent me for some coins, which we used to keep on our piano. And um, just as he came, he disappeared. But I remember all these little boys following him and knowing some of them, but I didn't know the robber. And that fella looked real. And I think that left a kind of mark on me. Um, a positive mark too because I've always attempted to recreate the kind of awe and respect that I felt that day and fear and um, I've been involved in Calypso since 1977 as a composer as a singer and then it was around 1980 I wanted to come up with a creative way of dealing with the corruption that was supposed to be rampant in high places at the time and I decided to utilize the, the speech of the midnight robber in song and uh, in 1981 I was dressed in this midnight robber outfit and the name of the song was the opera of the midnight robber in which I was comparing the robber that Peter Minshall had brought the, the, the last year with the the real midnight robbers who are high in society 
Away down from the headless regions of the Phantom Graveyard came I, this is indestructible agent of Death Valley. Now the motive of my sudden appearance here today is to accomplish my father's deadly expeditions. For in these two bloodthirsty hands of mine lies that woeful book of challenge, headed with the warrant of death, sealed with the blood of monarchs and sealed with the blood of kings. Now the great insurmountable agent of Death Valley had descended upon the face of the earth. And remember a dagger when placed into my heart. That will also prove to be an injection for the respiration of my physical fitness. And a bullet placed into my mortar skull, that will prove to be the same. For I am indestructible, and my coffee is sweetened with jasper and acid. And I, the great agent of Death Valley, now descended upon the face of the earth in order to accomplish my father's deadly expeditions, now say to you that you are warranting and playing with your own death, doom, and destiny. I remember the same year reading about this rubber talk competition that was put on by VAT 19 Borough Kids, the Borough Kids from Bella Road. And I went to this competition, it is there I met Poggy for the first time. And we had a ring down battle. I don't have to tell you who won. But I remember Poggy telling me to come and play mass with him, you know. So I pulled my little excuse for a midnight rubber outfit and met Poggy by the big tree and by Jerningham Avenue and so I met him, he stopped me and he blow his whistle, he gave me a speech and I answered and, and then start to wonder, say, well, well Poggy, where the band? <laughs> Poggy watched me and tell me, there's the band, me and you. <laughs> and I was so taken with that that every year since. I had to join Poggy by the big tree. So whether the band was 10, whether it was 2, we used to go out on the street and have a good time. And I think it was Poggy who showed me the possibilities for Robert Talk as poetry, for Robert Talk as social commentary. Because Poggy was a, a consummate midnight robber. He used to, as Paul Keynes Douglas say, he used to do midnight robber whole year. You only had to call on Poggy and he was ready. His costume used to be ready in September of the year before for the carnival of the next year. So adept he was at, at the art. And um, I think Poggy's biggest contribution to the tradition of the Midnight Rubber, apart from his performance, which was always really great, is that he was the one person I know who at the time used to encourage young people like me and trick me <laughs> into playing the mass from the day my mother gave birth to me the sun refused to shine the earth started to tremble terror hit the city streets at the age of one my toys were cannons and machine guns at the age of two i had met and slain all mock men like you at the age of three my anxiety was to rob murder plunder leaving men women and children to suffer at the age of four my name was marked with bloodstains on every door at the age of five i was wanted by the tspci fbi for the great bad deeds i have done and the great wonders i have performed at the age of six i was known as 
as public enemy number one, two, and three. At the age of seven, my physical structures of steel ribs, iron jaws, copper bowels, in order for a man to fight with me, must be a double-fisted fighter, possessing nerves of iron and muscles of steel. At the age of eight, my great-grandfather's treasures were stolen, his life was taken, and it was from then I became a midnight robber. My inspiration remains Andrew Poggy Joseph. And he will always be remembered. Apart from which, he left me his hat in his will. So you know what? <laughs> it's difficult to get away if I ever wanted to. And um, so that we are hoping that this Midnight Rubber Art, which is the extension of the, 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 the oral tradition that we we mastered in Africa and we brought to the West Indies and we refined here in the Trinidad Carnival Cauldron. I think that um, we are now starting to see the, the extent to which it could go, the range of topics possible. Poggy is one of the fellas who could take a hurricane and make it into a midnight weather via the speech. And um, I I, in my own way, have attempted to deal with other topics, deal with, you know, social commentary via the Midnight Rubber speech. I did a speech about West Indies cricket utilizing the Midnight Rubber in 1992. I did what I refer to as this first Midnight Rubber speech in Spanish. And it was called Christopher, son of Lucifer. And it dealt with the exploits of the conquistador Christopher Columbus and it began something like Yo soy Cristobal Colón conocido como Cristoforo Colombo hijo del diablo admirante de los océanos matador de los taínos matador de los caribes ah no, 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 no. The thing is that the, the, the rubber talk idiom is found in all aspects of the culture. Even the name Christopher son of Lucifer is the first line of a sparrow calypso. I am Christopher son of Lucifer and I real bad. And then there's another famous one that, that, that the Roaring Lion did in an extemporaneous contest with Executor and Attila. The earth is trembling and tumbling and heroes are falling and all because the lion is roaring. My tongue is like the blast of a gun when I frown. Monarchs have to bow down to the ground. Devastation, destruction, desolation and damnation. All these I'll inflict upon insubordination for the lion in his power is like the rock of Gibraltar. Talk rubber man. <laughs> but in the tradition of the midnight rubber, you know, we, we, we do a lot of boasting, we, we, we make a lot of outlandish claims. For example, just in the newspapers yesterday, Rupert Archibald from Siparia was claiming that, well, he had all these encounters with all these robbers, including Commenter, which is my Calypso, Sobriquet. And he say, well, Commenter used to run from him when he talked. But I mean, the reincarnation of Okanga Siru who has crossed swords with the agent of Death Valley. You think I could ever run from Robert Talk, from Rupert, from Sipari? <laughs> Stop, drop your keys and bow your knees and call me the Prince of Darkness.
get down from my throne. Peter Minshaw, that midnight robber was only a mass of bone. When he come out to kill or slay, he got a point revolver at men. But when this robber come to plunder, all he need is a ballpoint pen. I ain't pulling off no robbery. Risking shootout with Randy B. When I could open a agency for an aeroplane company. Tell Minshaw, give me back my crown. Give me back my crown, give me back my crown. Tell Minshaw, give me back my crown. I am the king robber in the tongue. And many years after I proceeded to hone my skills, I went into the Bella Road area of Belmont, a place of many midnight robbers and Calypsonians, including the late great Lord Beginner. And the Belmont Borough had this robber talk competition, and it was that first occasion that I encountered the notorious agent of Dead Valley, my great and good friend, the deceased Puggy. And how well I remember that first competition, because Puggy was the best, but he had to meet me in the test. And after the competition, Puggy said to me, why don't you play the midnight rubber on the streets of Carnival and bring some of your speeches across? Oh yes, I was supposed to meet him by the big tree, by the salmon tree, by the savannah, and this I did on a Carnival. Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. And he stopped me and he told me at the age of one, my toys were cannons and machine guns. And at the age of two, I might have slain all mockmen like you. You know, Poggy was a real master of the midnight rubber talk for true. To my consternation, I looked around for the band. And I said, agent of Dead Valley, where is the band? And the great midnight rubber who I affectionately called Puggy told me, the ban is we. I was taken aback. But I decided from that day on to parade the city streets wherever Puggy would go. And I would stalk him and he would stalk me and we would enjoy ourselves all over the city, bringing poetry and lyrical ability over the face of the carnival. Alas, Puggy was called to another Carnival tent in the sky on the 7th of January 1997. But his passing will be remembered from all those who have took, taken up the, the cudgels in support of the traditional carnival. <laughs>